Hey, my name is Ryan Allen Bell. And if you want to develop an unstoppable mindset, you should be listening to Born Unstoppable with Thiago Lusfargi. Welcome everybody to Born Unstoppable. My name is Thiago Luzvargi and I believe you were uniquely designed to be an unstoppable force for good. Each episode we will be bringing you incredible guests that have overcome challenges in their life so that you can learn from their experience and implement their strategies to grow in the areas that matter the most, your health, wealth, and relationships. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Born Unstoppable. I am excited for you for this episode because in this episode, I get to interview Ryan Allen Bell. He is the host of the Home-Based Business Podcast, a top education and self-improvement podcast where he interviews people who are building successful home-based businesses. Ryan has been building his own home-based business for the last eight years full-time for five years, and he has built a business that has expanded to over 10 countries all around the world. Currently, he has coached dozens of people to six-figure income and has helped hundreds earn part-time income working from home. His driving force is in helping others build successful home-based businesses so that they can create a life of freedom and independence. Ryan loves God loves his family, and loves positively impacting the world. You can listen to his podcast at ryanallenbell.com forward slash podcast. But really quickly, if you are a business owner and you are ready to scale your business, free up time, increase sales, and achieve your full potential, then head on over to my website, chiagoluzvargi.com. There's a quick application. I want to jump on a phone call with you to see if we would be a good fit to make the right video for you so that you can focus on what you're good at in your business, servicing your clients, and we can focus on what we're good at, which is producing professional quality brand marketing videos. So, chiagolizvargi.com. One last thing, if you enjoy this episode, remember to subscribe, rate, and review. I highly appreciate that. All right, Ryan, welcome to Born Unstoppable, man. How are you doing right now? Dude, I am incredible. Thanks for having me on the podcast, man. That's amazing, dude. I am excited for this podcast. Um, for many reasons, we got to know each other not too long ago, yet our, we have built this relationship really fast, and you are making waves on the online business um, field and also in podcasts. So we're definitely going to jump into that. But before we do that, we have to do a some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Dude, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Where did you grow up? Southern California. Southern California. Whereabouts? I was born and raised in Highland, California. So if you're familiar with maybe Rancho Cucamonga or I'm about an hour east of Los Angeles. Okay. I don't know where that is, but it sounds cool. Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. <laughs> Nearby there. All right. Where do you live now? I live in Upland, California, which is still... It's about 30 minutes east of LA. Okay. What's one of your favorite books? Well, obviously, number one would have to be the Bible for okay. sure. Amazing. Now, when it comes to personal development and growth, 
there's different books in different areas of my life. Like my, my podcast or my library is full of books. Like here, I have this one right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Atomic Habits is what I'm reading right now. James Clear. So, yeah. um, but the, the only one that sticks out to my mind right now is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. That's foundational to our growth for sure. Mm-hmm. And what's one thing that you, that you learned from that book that you want to share with people? Well, that book talks about habits and really what it comes down to is our habits dictate our life. Yeah. And so if you can master your habits, you change your life forever. Because think about this, if you eat an apple a day, every single day, it might not make a difference today or tomorrow or next week or a month from now, but maybe a year from now, you start noticing differences Yeah. versus eating like a candy bar a day. You know, it might not matter today or next week or a month from now, but a year from now, that's going to matter for sure for our health. And so that book, it talks about making small 1% changes in your life every single day. And mm-hmm. over time, you know, a few years, five years, 10 years, our, our life is completely transformed. Yeah, true. And I remember listening to a, a review on even Atomic Habits when you just held up and he kind of talked about that. And habits are so crucial can be difficult to start easy to break but um they have a lot of once you can master them or you build up good habits they really do change your life your business like everything even for me i know this is rapid fire but quickly i'll say um in terms of like studying for me my habit is do a little bit of studying every day no matter how i feel wake up early do my morning routine and then jump into studying because within the month, man, I'm like, I'm on top of things. But if I don't do that, then I fall behind. And so that's my habit. And so for those listening, um, y'all got to figure out which habits are going to push you the furthest. What I do is I just leave books sitting around. Mm-hmm. And so in my spare time, I was like, okay, I'll read a few pages. Just like I just held up my book just now. Yeah, it's yeah. literally like right next to me, you know? You're always reading a book. You're always telling me about yeah. a new book. <laughs> All right. Um, what's one of your superpowers? So one of my superpowers, I mean, I wish I could be like Batman or something, yeah. like an actual superhero. But uh, I took this character strength test. And my number one character strength is input, which means... I consume information at a vast rate and I'm able to remember this information. So I would say that's a superpower that I have where I'm just in love with personal development and most of the stuff that I learn, I can retain and actually apply to my life. So Mm. I would say that's for sure a superpower. Now all I have to do is, is learn how to read a book in like an hour. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you said you got that from a test? Yeah, the Gallup Strength Finder test. Oh, that's sweet. I'll yeah, check it, out. It, it was like a $20 test. There is probably like 200 questions on there. And it helps pick out your top five character strengths. Mm-hmm. If you want to pay a little bit more, you could get like your top 50 character strengths. And it's really helped in my business and helped me really game plan where I want to put my focus. Yeah. Okay. 100%. I'll definitely be checking that out. What do you think or what what do you feel is holding people back from finding success in starting an online business or online home-based business? Yeah. So what I've seen from being a coach for the last seven or eight years is commitment. 
number one, you have to commit to even start something, right? You know, you, 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 you it's a leap of faith. You take a leap of faith. It's like, cool, I'm going to start this. Mm-hmm. So that's the first commitment. So some people don't even get there where they don't even take a leap of faith to start a business. Secondly, once you're in a business, I don't see people fully committing to succeed in the business because that process might take, you know, one to five years, maybe even longer to learn the skills and develop the mindset and build the network. Yeah. And so planning your flag, planning both your feet and committing to it. And so what I see when I'm coaching people is if their heart's not in it, if they're not committed 100%, the likelihood of them succeeding is, is drastically lower for sure. And that's, that makes complete sense. And that's hard if you're not in, like, if you're trying to start a business and you're not in that committed level, because it's, it's interesting that like commitment, you need commitment, commitment to start, but then to continue, you need to maintain that same level of commitment. It can't be just partial. You can't just coast because there's going to be difficult times and, um, you just need to push past those difficult times and if you're not committed you're gonna easily want to give up but how would you generate that sense of ownership you know like as a coach you must like you for sure want to help people you you want to boost people along but you can't do it for them um you can build their confidence up say what you do but it's like it's something that has to come from within so i can definitely see uh, people often getting in their own ways in that sense. They have to get in touch with why they're doing what they're doing. That sounds cliche. Like, okay, what is your why? Like, why are you doing that? But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Cause if you don't have a reason why you're doing what you're doing, you're not going to bear the how to get there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like that quote, they say, if, if your why is strong enough, you can bear anyhow. And so what I try to do is help people get in line with why they're doing what they're doing and help them realize that they do have a why and to help them emotionally attach to it. Because if you could get emotionally attached to your why, then you're willing to wake up every day motivated and go to sleep satisfied and just work towards that why, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a really good segue. And, you know, talking about why let's get into um, your why, but actually before that, we need to know your story. Now you have, you didn't just start, you know, you didn't leave high school and start an online business. You had a previous job. So tell me kind of a little about your upbringing and how you ended up getting to where you are now. Yeah. So I'm going to share a story with you that I haven't shared with that many people. When I was like seven or eight years old, when our family first got our first computer, there was, I remember seeing an ad. And it was like this young kid, he was, he was like our age and he was in front of a nice, a nice car and the ad said, learn how to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I remember that as a kid, I was like, wow, that's dope. It looks like he's enjoying his life. But what happened is as I grew up, I had no clue how to become an entrepreneur. And I was like, okay, like I, I don't even know where to start. And so because of my environment, I just got influenced by my family and my friends and, and just society in general. And because of that, I pursued a normal career. My, my grandpa was a fireman mm. and I looked up to him. I was like, cool, I could be a fireman. And so that's what I pursued. I, I went to college. I got my, fi- my associates in fire technology. I, I went through EMT school, got licensed as an EMT. I went through a fire academy. That was crazy. Um, 
But yeah, I worked as an EMT for six years working the 911 system. And what ended up happening is I got to a point where I wasn't fully aligned with that. I couldn't see myself doing that for the next 20 years of my life. And I went through about a year where I was like depressed and it sucked. I was probably like 21 or 22 years old. And I just, I felt like I wasn't on the right path. I felt lost and I didn't know what to do. Um, And then one day someone introduced to me like the ability to build a home-based business. And it, it really was just so random. It was luck. It's, it's like, I, I knew I wanted something different. I just didn't know what I wanted. And when this person was like, Hey, you could build a home-based business that opened up a completely new world for me. Cause I didn't realize I even had the potential to build a home-based business. And he introduced to me other people who are successful at building home-based businesses. Like one of the, one of the first guys I met, he was a 19 year old kid hmm. from, from uh, Hawaii. And he, he owned a BMW and this guy was wearing a tank top and flip flops. And he's like, yeah, I have a home-based business. And I was like, what the heck? Like, what am I doing with my life? You know, he was like three years younger than me. And so, uh, I just saw possibility and, and what he had was freedom. Yeah. And I think that's what I was missing in my life. I probably didn't even know it at the time, but I was, I was seeking freedom and independence and the path that I was, that, that I was on, it, it wouldn't have led to, to freedom, you know? So the rest is history. After that, I just committed to the journey and here I am today. I quit my job five years ago and I've been building my own home-based business for the last five years. And now I'm in a position to coach people, you know, and now I just yeah. launched the home-based business podcast and here we are. It's exciting. That's great. It's great to hear that, that journey. Let's go back a little bit till before you you did that transition to online. Was there any sense of fear making this leap? Like you, you spent years training, you're working. This is probably becoming more comfortable as you learn to deal with different scenarios. Sure, there's a level of unfulfillment. So there's that that kind of feeling wants to push you to something else. But at the same time, I would suspect that there's something holding you back. Like, is this really possible? Can I do this? Any like self-doubts? Did any of that go through your mind? For sure. Especially for my immediate family. Because they supported me during my college years and all my training and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, practically overnight, I'm like, hey. I don't want to do this no more. I'm going to stop pursuing this career. I'm going to learn how to build a home-based business, an online business. And so I got a lot of hate in that area. Yeah, We just didn't see eye to eye. Um, but really what I had to do, I had to take time to myself and pray about it. It, The decision to, to switch took some time because of the emotions, because of the fear, the doubt, you know, I was about to do something completely different. So I remember one day specifically, I was in my room and I spent like an hour thinking about changing my career. I remember this, I was by myself and I was just sitting there. I had my journal in front of me and I was like, am I really going to do this thing? You know? And I just remember like this overwhelming feeling came upon me and I was like, okay, this feels like the right, the right choice. And emotionally, I just felt aligned to make this switch. And from that day forward, I committed 
just like what we shared about at the beginning, I made a, a commitment from that day. I was like, okay, I'm going to pursue this. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling myself, I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm not going to look back. Like I'm going to figure out how to have success in this. And so, yeah, um, I took action in spite of the fear for sure. Right. Would you say that feeling that you felt, like you said, it felt right. It was kind of like this peace, peace about it. Like, you know what? I'm going to be okay. Yeah, it was peace. It was butterflies also, but it was like the good type of butterflies. Right. You know, when you get like goosebumps, uh-huh. that's pretty much what happened. Okay. I have, I had goosebumps and I was like, wow, like this feels like I'm on the right track mm-hmm. for sure. I feel like that's, you know, what's interesting is that that is probably a very common scenario with a lot of people, but I feel like less commonly people, like people are afraid to make that switch. Um, I know for me, I felt kind of like what you felt being in the thick of school, just being in the books consistently, like every day I get that, that that doubt, that self-talk of like, you know, am I in the right place? Am I going to actually be fulfilled here? Should I do something else? Um, you know, should I do an online business? And I know that there are people listening to this podcast that probably have the same mindset. And it's tough to say whether it's the right move or the wrong move, because there's so many factors involved in making that jump. You have your family, your your vision for your life. Like, what do you want your future to look like? Um, what do you think are some factors that people should consider before making that that leap to switching their careers or their, I guess, their studies as well? At the end of the day, what I believe is, are you happy with the path that you're on? That's a like. For me, that's the main factor is, are you fulfilled on the path that you're on? Because if you're pursuing something, even if your family or your friends think it's right, but you're not happy on this path, why waste the next 20, 30 years of your life doing something that you're not fulfilled at? Mm -hmm. Even if you have to take a pay cut to pursue something else, but you're happier, that's going to make you enjoy your life. Think about it. Life is so short. I think the average person lives, what, like 80 years or something? Like, we should not be pursuing something that doesn't fulfill our soul, you know? And so that's where I start. And that's when I talk to people, it's like, you know, like, are you happy? Are you happy doing what you're doing? No. Okay. If you're not happy, like, change. Like, do whatever you can to change. You know, life is so short. Find something that you enjoy, whatever it is. Now, with that being said, like you, you, you told us your story. Do you want to kind of expand a little bit more on the reason why the mentality behind switching to becoming an entrepreneur and then staying on that path? Like, why do you do what you do? Okay, so number one, it was for me. I, I believe we have to be selfish temporarily it's kind of like that story or the fact about if you're on an airplane and they send out the oxygen mask, you want to put the mask on you first and then you want to help out your loved ones. Right. It's the same thing in business here is like, I wasn't 
on the right path for my life. I needed to do something immediately to transform my life. And so I made that decision for me. And once I was fulfilled and I was happy and I knew I was on the right path, then I just had this, this overwhelming feeling is like, okay, there are for sure so many people out in the world who are struggling just like I was, who need guidance. And that the ability to contribute to other people, that's what drove me all those years. Just being able to help other people get out of situations that they're not fulfilled in and to be able to give back and show them like, hey, this is possible. And still to this day, that's what drives me. It's being able to provide for other people. Number one is my immediate family, mm-hmm. right? My wife, my daughter, being being able to provide for them. And number two is in the business I'm in, I meet people from all walks of life. And I, I've literally have met some of my best friends inside of building a home-based business. And once you have a connection with someone like that, where you could really call someone a friend, like you want to do good for them. You know, I want to see these people succeed. I want to see them being, being, being able to provide for their family. And so that's what drives me every day is like, Hey, you can do it. You know, um, Tony Robbins says, true fulfillment is growth and contribution. You know, half of that's contribution, which is giving back. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of us would feel, I mean, I think everybody feels a little bit of fulfillment, if not a lot, when you help somebody in any way, shape or form, whether you're giving money, time or resources. And that's really neat because what I noticed, um, I'm noticing a trend and you can confirm this in the previous podcast. Uh, with Anthony Petrobono, he talked about how his pain point pushed him to the career he's in now. And I related with him and I said, listen, like, um, I have a pain point that's pushing me. And we talked about this on your podcast, which is coming out in the near future. Um, the episode where I had a pain point that pushed me towards medicine and I wanted to solve a problem or at least prepare to solve a problem. And so for you, you mentioned earlier that you wanted freedom, but you also wanted to provide for those around you. You wanted to give back. And that is your why that has pushed you into this new realm of, you know, it's completely different online business from um, doing emergency responses. But it's these things, these, your why is what's going to, first of all, get you to commit right? Because you're not going to commit to something if you don't believe in it. Yeah. Uh, whether you, you might want to change, but if you don't understand like why you want to change or why you want to switch careers, whatever it is that uh, you want to do, if there's not that why, that pain, then your body is just going to sit back and create excuses. Or you might try a little bit. Um, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah. Complacency is an area that we have to be hyper aware of because even if you are pursuing something and you're succeeding, you can get complacent in success. Sometimes one of the worst things is succeeding because then you have nothing more to strive for. You you get yeah. complacent in success. And so when you start succeeding, you want to immediately create bigger goals. And so I think that's a big thing is once you're pursuing what you're pursuing, 
always have bigger goals once you attain those goals. So you don't become complacent. Mm -hmm. And so that's an enemy of success for sure is obviously you have the why you have the commitment, but then you have complacency. Success can create complacency. So when you have success, just immediately create a bigger and better goal for sure. Um, and that's something I experienced the hard way over the years too. Uh, a lot of personal growth and succeeding is failing forward, right? Temporary yeah. defeat for sure. Yeah, it's easy to achieve something and then think that just because you made it, you can now relax because like you've been yeah. there, done that. And I felt that a little bit at the beginning of medical school. It's like I worked my butt off to get here. But as soon as those classes start, man, <laughs> if I remain complacent and I didn't adapt to the the information overload that they give us, I would have just, I wouldn't have passed, right? Mm -hmm. So when that, just like you said, whenever you reach a new level, you reach new problems. You, yep. Like your goal basically is to, um, I remember hearing a review of a book. I, I think it has a bad, bad sounding title, but he said the goal is to like get good problems. Like everybody's going to have problem, but you mm -hmm. want to solve the best problems and like the best problems that like pay you the most. Um, and so once you get to a, a new level, you just got to keep on trying to improve. That's what entrepreneurs do anyways. They solve a problem in the marketplace, you know? So the better problems that we solve, the more people we can help, the more income that's gen generated for us. And then that income allows us to, build a better business so we could help more people. And yeah. so it, yeah, it compounds for sure. What's interesting when you mentioned that I'm going to add this as a, an analogy. Um, you know, I grew up watching UFC and Same. one of, one of the typical things that people talk about when there's a new champion is that it, it's extremely hard to get there. And once you get there, the champion f might feel a little complacent. Like he's like on top of the world, you might not be training as much, but once you get to the top, that's when you have to train the hardest because mm. everybody in the world wants to beat you up, wants to take your place, right? So it's like once you get that title, whatever that title is for you, uh, metaphorically speaking, you cannot relax. You have to keep training harder and harder, set like break world records within your life because um, that's the mind of a champion. One of my mentors has told me when you're in first, just imagine you're in second place, <laughs> just always be in second place mentality, striving for, for, for first. And then yeah. you'll always stay in first if you do that. Yeah. Um, so you've been in, in, you know, working, uh, with your online business and coaching for the last couple of years, when you look back, what would you say, what, what would you, what do you wish you had have known when you first started? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say number one is the temporary, temporary failure that I was going to experience on the journey, right? Because in school, we're taught about failure, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, you don't want to get uh, C's or D's or F's on your, on your tests or your grades, like that's failing, you know, yeah. that's how, that's what they teach in school. But when you get into the real world, failure is actually a great tool to gauge where you're at and where you're going. It helps you become better. 
And so that transition for me was hard at the beginning was like dealing with all the rejection, uh, dealing with all the temporary defeat emotionally that was so discouraging the first couple of years of me being in business. And, you know, maybe if someone told me day one, I was like, Hey, like seek failure, seek to mess up, fail forward. Like, I think that would have helped me so much emotionally just persevere every single day of those first couple of years. Cause there was a period, uh, a couple of years into this where mentally I quit because it was so discouraging. It was so, it was so difficult, you know? Um, luckily I had mentors that helped me rise up again, but it's just like, there's so many lessons on the journey. And I think that's, that's one of the first ones for sure is just recognize that failure in business is a good thing. Yeah. Fail forward for sure. Yeah. Failure is a, a great, a great teacher. Um, it often hurts, but it's a good teacher. And what, if you don't mind, like, what were those moments that made you quit or they get to the edge of quitting? It was always, all right, here's one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned in my life. It was always me taking advice from people that didn't have the results that I want. That That's what I did before. The biggest, one of the biggest lessons I've ever learned in life is only take advice from people that have the results that I want. And so in my early days, I would listen to people's opinions and criticisms from close family members or friends because I trusted them. They were my friends. They've been in my family for years, even though they didn't have the results that I wanted in life. And because of that, because I trusted them, it tore down my belief in myself and in what I was doing. Yeah. And, and so that happened early on. And then over the years, I just, through mental, multiple mentors, it's just, you want to, you only want to take advice from people who have the results that you want. Once I learned that I should only take advice from people who have the results that I want, it really clicked for me because if I want to learn about business, I should only learn from people who are succeeding in business. Same thing for podcasting. If we want to learn how to grow a great podcast, we should only take advice from people who have successful podcasts. Yeah. And so now that's how I, I go about my life is I take advice from people who have the results that I want. And then people that criticize me or whatever that don't have the results that I want, it, it rarely bothers me anymore. You know, yeah. I just, I've developed thick skin over the years. And that's, that's super important. And, that doesn't mean that you don't love those who are trying. They're trying to give you advice from a place of love, whether it's your parents, uh, any family member or friends. Um, oftentimes it can be from a place of they just want you to be safe, secure, and maybe reduce risk. But it's difficult to convince somebody about this this goal that you have or this journey that you want to take because they don't know the full story. They don't know what you know, right? Because not everybody has uh, the same amount of time to, to do the research and then make a decision. For example, if I wanted to do an online business, um, I have time after I study, um, I can look up all the resources, maybe even find a mentor and then make the decision. If I were to go up to my my parents and say, hey, guys, I'm thinking of starting an online business, they wouldn't agree just because they haven't, you know, 
pursued that knowledge. They haven't pursued those mentors. And so it's almost, I feel, I've had similar inclinations of wanting to start something new and I get a pushback or I get some some controversy or doubt. And it's like you're starting at a disadvantage because you could be pursuing this interest for quite some time. Um, you could be in a Facebook group learning, listening to podcasts, and then out of the blue, you decide to ask somebody for their opinion. And they completely disagree with what you think, but it's like you're setting yourself up for failure because that person has no clue of what you think you're going to do. And you yeah. have a completely different perspective. Like you see the, the pros and the cons. Obviously, you're focusing on the pros and they see the cons and they're going to focus on the cons because they don't know the full picture. And so you get into that, that situation where it comes down to, again, taking a risk. You got to be able to make these decisions uh, on your own on your own but obviously in the in the council of of mentors and it's always best to if you're going to start like a new business uh endeavor to have mentors to lean on like you said like when you were in your deepest um moments of of wanting to quit the people who kind of held you up and and pushed you along were your mentors because they mm -hmm. they've been there they've done that and they believe that you can do the same thing yeah, I would say for sure, find mentors in your life. A mentor is a a time machine. They'll they'll save so many years of your life. They'll sa they'll save your future. They'll they'll create more time for you. Honestly, mm -hmm. um, yeah, for sure, find mentors, and you should have different mentors for different areas of your life as well. Like you know, have a business mentor, have a finance mentor, have a health mentor, have podcasting mentor, like whatever areas that you want to focus on in your life. You should find people that have the results that you want in those areas of your life for sure. Yeah. Ryan, what do you, what's your future vision for your business? Um, you have a podcast, which we can talk a little bit about later. You can just mention more so what it's about, but you have a podcast, you have your online uh, business coaching. What's your, where do you want it to grow or how do you want it to grow? Yeah, that's a great question. So I've been building my own home-based business for the last almost eight years now. I've been full-time for the last five years. And during that whole entire time, I've been a coach, coaching people how to build home-based businesses. And it's led up to this moment where I've created this podcast, the Home-Based Business Podcast, where I'm interviewing people who are building successful home-based businesses. So this is my brand. This is what I'm focusing on. Mm -hmm. And so for the next, let's say, five or 10 years, I want to stay with this brand. This is one I want to build out. And so I really see the podcast being such a big project for me. I could see myself doing that for sure for the next five to 10 years. And I want to get to a point where, all right, so my vision right now is I see home-based businesses becoming like the next, like mainstream for us. Because eight years ago, when I started home-based business, it was just a dream for me to have a, a successful home-based business. Nowadays, it's a reality for each and every one of us. Just technology, social media, our economy, it's just lining up for people to build home-based businesses. And so I think we're at the start of something great right now where it's only a matter of time before 
each and every person that we know has some type of home-based business. And so the vision that I see this brand going is being able to bring thousands of people together where they can learn from the best in the world about how to build a successful home-based business. And so I'm really just taking it one day at a time. I have a great vision and just connecting with great people like yourself and just seeing where this thing goes. You know, I've planted my flag. This is what I'm going to be doing. You know, I'm not going anywhere. And so it's the compound effects. It's like that book we talked about, you know, 1% improvement every single day, every single day is going to transform our life, you know? And so that's what I'm doing. Like every day I'm working towards, towards this thing, you know? Yeah. And what's neat is that, you know, I know you a little bit and I see that you have mentors and that you truly are dialed in. And what I want to compliment you is compliment you on is like the fact that you are striving for like quality content, like excellence. Because when I look at the amount of work that you put into your podcast, your website, uh, launching your podcast, like it's really neat to see the behind the scenes of how much work you put in. And that's really good because you're setting that foundation for the future. When, so my question is like talking about that, how do you weigh kind of doing quantity over quality in terms of, I guess, anything but business or your content? You mentioned a word just now, that that word was excellence. And so that is one of my characteristics. Like I would consider that part of my character and that's something I strive for in everything I do. So excellence is the state of doing the absolute best that you can. It's it's pretty much like perfection, right? Which some people say perfection is impossible, but it's striving for what you think perfection would be. Mm. And so in everything that I pursue, I always ask myself, how can I make this excellent? And part of that is how can I make this world-class? And so my, my focus, I, I start with the end in mind. And uh, Stephen Covey talks about this in the seven habits of highly effective people. It's one of his, the, his seven habits. He says, begin with the end in mind, which means think about who you want to be and design your life in accordance to meet that person that you want to become or that business that you want to build. And so that's what I do in everything I pursue is like, okay, if I'm going to launch this website, what do I want it to look like? Okay. That's what I'm going to create. I'm not going to start with something mediocre. If I I was like, okay, am I going to, I'm going to create a podcast. What do I want it to become? Okay. Let's set the foundation. So it becomes that same, same thing with my business is like, what do I want my business to become five years from now? Okay. I need to do everything possible. So it becomes that. And so I have this state of excellent excellence all the time and, and everything I pursue. So I think that's really what's helped with the difference between like, you know, creating quality work for sure. Is there ever a time that you just did, um, I guess, quantity to hone in on a skill until you got to a level of quality? Well, okay. So we suck at everything that we started at, at the very beginning. And that's why repetition plays such a critical role in everything that we do. So it's like riding a bike. The first time you ride a bike, you're going to fall. It's just, it's just going to happen. And so I, I 
I think if you, in your mind, in your vision, you have a place where you want to get to, it doesn't matter if you suck at the beginning because you know where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's helped me. And then just implanting repetition, uh, mastery is repetition, you know? Uh, and so that's what I focus on is like, okay, you know, if I, if I suck right now, let me try it again and see if I'm better, you know, and I'll continue doing that. And it's only a matter of years before you become world-class at it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I asked that because I, I, I struggle with that in terms of, you know, this podcast or starting it. And even it first came up that I was conscious about, it was like my YouTube channel because I, I always wanted to start one, but I kept putting it off because I was saying like, I don't know what kind of content I want to start, or like talk about. Then I got into medical school and that was a good reason. And I said, you know what? If I keep making excuses of I want to make a good quality video, then I'll never make a video. So I decided to do uh, the document versus create. And by documenting my process, it's going to be messy. It might not even always be the most interesting qual- like type of video. I just pull up my phone during class um, and talk about what we're learning, what my day's going like, right? So in the beginning, uh, I would say if I look back now, Sure, I posted like a video a week, which was really good for me to build up the habit. Were they the best? No, but it got me to commit and develop this skill over time. Like I've learned editing strategies to to speed up the process. And if you were to watch a video now, it's different. Like I have grown just from the consistency. And my goal is, okay, I might not be able to, pump out the most the best quality videos right from the get-go but my goal is to make that one percent improvement with each video and stay consistent so that in a couple of years i can be posting high quality videos and i think a lot of times before we start projects before we start pursuing something it's so easy to get caught up in perfectionism which is just making excuses and that doesn't help anybody. It just holds yeah. you back in, in fear too. So about a month ago, I went on a YouTube and I, I tried to find Joe Rogan's first podcast because I just wanted to see it, okay. right? And he's literally using his webcam on his computer to record this thing. And all his guests are sitting like right next to each other in front of the webcam. And I'm just, I was blown away. I was like, wow, look, look at how far this guy has come. You know, he's had, now he's, he just moved into a new studio and you know, we all have to start somewhere, man. We just have to. And once we start, just be consistent. I think he's at like 1500 episodes, something like that. You know, I'm just like, okay. I was like, that is proof right there that it, you know, just got to start document versus create Gary V talks about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to backtrack a little bit. Uh, you, you mentioned failure and how important it is um, to learn from it, from your experiences. What are some tips that you would give to people to overcome failure in their, in their life? It's really about changing your philosophy around failure. Like I mentioned earlier is like school makes us, makes it seem like failure is bad. The real world failure is a good thing. So if you could first focus on your philosophy, I think start there is realize that failure is great. Mm -hmm. 
and there's two there's two different types of failure. You have temporary defeat, and then you have permanent failure. Okay, so temporary defeat is what we should strive for. That's where you get back up and you keep moving forward, right? You experience something. So like when, when something happens in my life, I never see it as a bad experience. I never see it as a good experience. I always see it as a learning experience. Mm. And so that's temporary defeat. No matter what happens in your life, you're always learning. You're always moving forward. Now, permanent failure, what that is, that's mental. That's you mentally checking out like, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. You know, um, you don't want to get there for sure. You always want to be striving forward. So I would say work on your philosophy and then understand the power of temporary defeat versus permanent failure. It's all about perspective. Yep. And, you know, both of, both you and I, I guess we're, we're proponents, and I know that you realize the importance of mindset. And the whole purpose of this podcast really is to develop an unstoppable mindset, which can then impact every area of your life can impact your faith right your relationship with god and and understanding that he's loving he's he's forgiven you if you put your faith in jesus and so the only thing stopping you from growing that relationship is maybe any fear shame or guilt in your life that you are holding on to but god has like forgiven um that's like a that's a um an obstacle that we put in front of us or that even like the Satan tries to, to put in front of us. Then there's uh, your mindset with your, your family. There could be good relationships or bad. And uh, typically if there's a bad relationship, it's obviously a two way um, street. It's not just a one sided issue if there's conflict, but it's all about perspective too. Can you put yourself, in the other person's shoes and try to understand where they're coming from. And I could go on with like friends and finances and fitness, but really in order to develop a strong mindset, I'm sure there's multiple core reasons, but it it comes down to perspective. Are you seeing, you know, what, what you've been trained to see? Or are you seeing, are you trying to like see a solution, like a way around it? Don't just look for the problem, look for the solution. And, and then what can you do about it to make shift happen? Because it's so easy to fall in a victim's mindset that we see so common in today's, in today's world that we feel that people feel entitled to get things. But that is not how freedom is won. Like freedom isn't free. Freedom is fought for. So if you, if you want freedom, whatever that looks like to you, you got to earn it. And there is a price to pay. And it's going to be sacrifice. But only those who take control over what, what their mind filters are able to get there. The rest put up this, this blinder. And like you said, they get um permanently they get a permanent failure they just check out they say mm -hmm. i can't do this it's out of my hands i do want to touch on something about this about mastering our mindset there's there's one basic principle to make this very simple for you guys it's the difference between cause and effect so you want to approach everything in your life at cause 
And what does that mean? That means you're at cause for everything that happens in your life. That also means that you don't blame anything for anything that's happened in your life. And so where your business is at, that's because of you. Where your finances are at, that's because of you. Where your relationships are at, that's because of you. Where your health is at, that's because of you. So that's cause. You take 100% responsibility for what's happening in your life. The opposite of that is being in effect. You don't want to be there. Being in effect is where you allow the outside world to affect who you are. And so what you're doing is you're blaming other things. Like, oh, maybe I'm angry because of traffic or like, Maybe I'm unhealthy because I, you know, I, the, yeah. the food that's in America or whatever, you know, you're just reacting. You're re- yeah. And that's actually, this is the same thing that, uh, Stephen Covey talks about in the seven habits of highly effective people. So another one of his habits talks about being proactive versus reactive. It's the same thing. And so once you master that, you're in, in control of your mindset. And I think that is where you start for sure. You're, you master your mindset by being in control of your world, yourself. Yeah. You reminded me when you said, um, like, everything is your fault. Like, you're the cause. It reminded me of Jocko Willink. You know who he is? Yeah, for sure. He wakes wanna, up at like 3 a.m. or something. I want to do my, my Jocko Willink uh, impression here on the mic because uh, he has a book called Extreme Ownership, right? So he yeah. would say, you need extreme ownership over everything. I love life. it, dude. <laughs> That's exactly how he sounds, too. Yeah. <laughs> I he love him. For, he's intense. Um, He's a, a different animal so funny but yeah, yeah no it, his if you've seen his ted talk he talks about that too is taking extreme ownership for everything in his ted talk if you haven't seen it he he's at war and something happens in some type of battle and he and like he loses one of his guys and then like a general comes is like okay whose fault is this mm. and jocko's like yo it's my fault you know i didn't yeah. you know and he has so many reasons that he could have focused on to become better to prepare better you know yeah and uh, I remember listening to a podcast. I mean, I don't want to make this Jocko po- podcast, but I just want to expand on that because if he hadn't have taken responsibility for that, he said, it wasn't me. Everybody else would have said it wasn't me. And then the problem doesn't get solved. But mm-hmm. once Jocko takes ownership over that, now we know, okay, well, what were the decisions that led to that? And then his leader, I, I don't know the ranking system in the army, but his leader could take ownership and say, my fault, I forgot to tell Jocko to do this. And he keeps going up the scale. And he said this in his mm. podcast, eventually, who's the top, the top, the president. And if everybody is taking ownership, the president would have said, it's my fault. I should have, you know, re- com- uh, communicated with the governor um, general, and then it would have trickled down. That's like best case scenario when everybody takes ownership. Yeah. If you take ownership, what happens is you become a better leader. And then the people that are leading you literally become better leaders. And the people that you're leading end up becoming better leaders as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because I find, um, for example, last year, or I guess this year still, I felt like I was getting stressed for school. It was just so much content. I, I felt like I was falling behind. And I could have said, and there's a part of me, I probably did say this. It's easy to fall in this mindset and say, man, school is dumb. 
how can they expect us to learn this much information in such a short amount of time? And I, I've said that, and sometimes I still feel like saying it, but it does nobody good. And so I, instead, um, because I'm on the, I'm trying to improve my mindset. I said, okay, I feel stressed. It's my fault. I'm, I'm doing something wrong because I shouldn't. I should be able to handle this. So what's wrong? Okay, I feel like I'm not doing enough flashcards. And because of that, stress is literally activating in my body. Um, I feel like pain, like uh, short breaths in class. So what can I do to change it? I woke up earlier. I was waking up at 6.30. I, I literally from one day to the next, I went from 6.30 to 4.30 a.m. And I said, first thing I'm going to do is study. And wow. that's what I did. And I kept that rhythm for about two, three days. And I said, okay, 4.30 is a little too extreme. It was a good, good switch. It got me motivated. And then I brought it down to about 5.30. And now I wake up 5.30 every day. First thing I do is study. That way, no one can bother me. The, my morning is for me. And no matter what happens in the day, I know that I have done my studying, you know, and anything else is bonus. But that's because I decided to blame myself instead of blame the system. Yep. I love it, man. Mastering the mornings. See, that's another part of taking ownership too. Yeah, like your, your morning book and that's, that's your time. Well, let's yeah. jump into that. Let's jump into some tools and resources that you use to uh, increase your productivity. Yeah. Yeah. So number one is I have morning bookends and I have evening bookends. And during those times, I create a plan of what I want to do, what I want to focus on. Most of that is personal development, journalizing, exercising. And so I own that time because if I could own the morning and the evening, it just makes me better prepared for the day because during the day, who knows what's going to happen? You know, yeah. we, it, we have uh, the likely the likelihood of us having more control during the day is very low, especially if you're running a business. And so if you control your mornings, boom, instantly you have control of your day. And now during the day, what I like to do for more like productivity hacks, I control priorities in my life. I don't control time. And so what I do is I pick every day, the night before I choose what are my top three priorities that I'm going to focus on for the following day. And I put those inside of my calendar. I actually make it an event in my calendar. I was okay for this time period. I'm going to focus on this for this time period. I'm going to focus on this. And then for this time period, I'm going to focus on that. And if my schedule allows, who knows what happens, I'm going to work on those as much as I can. And so I have structure for the day. And when I'm consistent with that, it just every week I'm slowly but surely working towards my main priorities and my main goals that I'm striving for. That's smart. Um, booking your priorities, not just, you know, time, time blocking. Mm -hmm. You got to focus on the major on the majors. Yeah. What I do is I time block my priorities. And so mm -hmm. I like to do what's called a, a 90 minute jam session. I have a timer right here, 90 minutes. So when I'm ready to work on one of those priorities, I set a timer for 90 minutes and I just work that priority. And what I do is I don't really focus on, you know, the, like how much I'm activity I'm really doing. I'm just working during that time period on that priority. 
And as long as I work that priority during that time period, I'm happy with my results, you mm-hmm. know, because I know if I do enough of those, I'm going to end up getting results that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, go back a little bit. I'm, I'm always interested in morning routines. What's, what's the secret morning routine to your success? Dude, the secret morning routine, you're going to think this is weird. And for the, for <laughs> those of you guys listening, just try this. Okay. All right. The first thing I do when I wake up, I, I put, both my feet on the floor. I clap my hands, like just a nice solid clap. I force a giant smile on my face and I put my hands in the sky. I'm like, thank you God for another day. And I keep this smile until I feel good. And that's the secret right there. Because in the morning you're tired, you're groggy. Yeah. Uh, who knows what your mental state is, but if you could force your physiology to change your mental state, boom, the rest of your day is going to be great. And so that's what I do every day. Uh, and what's interesting is I always feel good throughout the day. Cause I start, I like, I forced myself to be great, you know? Um, so try yeah. it. I'm telling you guys, it might sound weird, like, but just try it and, and just see how you feel. You're going to be happier and more yeah, productive. No, I- I'm laughing here. I'm trying to stay quiet because I can I can relate where I don't I don't do that every morning. I, I might try, but every now and then when I'm super tired or I'm like just not in a good mood, I would just put on this random smile. Like I'm I could be in the car and I'm holding this smile. I'm like, oh man, what what if what does the other car beside me think if they look over? But I'm like, I gotta smile because I, I I gotta feel better. They actually talk about that in The Magic of Thinking Big, the book. Uh, it's just one of the hacks for for just thinking bigger in general is you force a smile, you're happier. And when you're happier, you you aim for bigger goals because you yeah. feel more confident and you believe in them more that you could achieve them, you know? Yeah, I think, I oh mean, don't quote me on this, but like uh, um, being optimistic increases your creativity by like 30%. Like being happy puts wow. you in a state of just more clarity, more creativity. And so if you want to get things done, the best thing to do is not complain, but try and look on the bright side because it will literally change how your brain works. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure of the statistics, but it makes sense. You know, do you see a glass half empty or half full? And I actually do this test with like some of my friends. Like if I see a uh, a front yard where half the grass is green and half the grass is yellow, I ask them, I was like, hey, what's the grass look like over there? Some people say it's like, oh, it looks like dead grass. Or some people say like, oh, it looks like the, the green grass is coming back. And uh, so perspective is everything, you know, because you could literally see your whole entire world if you just change your perspective. You could see it as grass dying or you could see it as grass coming back to life, you mm, know? That's neat. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. I know you're a big quote guy. So what's your favorite quote? My favorite quote comes from the Bible. I think it's Mark nine twenty three. It says, everything is possible when you believe. That's super simple and it's stuck with me for years and it inspires me every day. If I'm ever in a state where I'm unmotivated or discouraged or whatever, whatever, I just think about that. I was like, okay, everything's possible if I believe and it just puts me in a state. It's like, okay, I just got to believe what I'm doing and whatever, whatever I'm focusing on, it's going to work out somehow, you know? Hmm. So yeah, that's my favorite quote, man. It's super really, powerful. 
It's a good quote. Any quote from the Bible is good. For sure. Um, we just got to make sure that we don't take it out of context sometimes because it's so easy for for people out there just to look at a verse and apply it to the lives. But, you know, belief belief is such a big part because if you don't believe in what you're doing, if then like nobody else will, right? Nobody's going to give you that belief. So yeah, it's got to start with one, believing that God can equip you to do that task and believing that you can actually do that task, right? Yep. Um, or else it's not going to get done. I love that, man. Equipping and then believing you could do it. That's cool. So, Ryan, what what do you think are three traits that make somebody unstoppable? Okay. There could be a lot. I'm going to go based on my perspective. For sure. Okay, unstoppable. So, number one, I would say having a willingness to succeed okay so willingness is you know you're, you're just open to take action like you're just okay i'm gonna do this thing you know so you have this trait about you where like cool like i'm gonna go after this because some people are just closed-minded and they just don't go after things you know so a willingness to go after like, things like that curiosity like you want to improve exactly so yeah. willingness is like wanting yeah. to improve wanting to change my life uh, yeah. So willingness, I think is key. A second one I would say is hunger. It might be similar to willingness, but hunger is like a deep burning desire where you're like, I gotta have this. I gotta succeed at this, you know? Um, and that hunger, I think the hunger, that's what makes you know, the top 1% in the world. That's what makes the Kobe Bryant's, the Michael Jordan's, you know, all those guys is like, they have a hunger. They're not just willing to play, you know, that sport. They're hungry to become the best, Yeah. you know? So that's how you become unstoppable hunger. And I think the last trait I would see, I would say is a being coachable. Every great individual in the world has always had a coach. And so if you're coachable, you can learn from people who are better than you, which will make you better. So yeah, willingness, hunger, and coachability for sure. Yeah, no, I completely, I agree with that. Those are good traits being willing, hungry, and coachable. Because if you can't, if you're not willing to take uh, advice or criticism, like helpful, constructive criticism from other people, then you get, it's so easy to fall back into that complacency, right? Like, oh, I'm at the top. I don't need to listen to anybody. And then yep. you're definitely not going to go there because your hunger, your drive is going to go down. Because why continue striving if you already made it? Yeah, your our coachability should be higher with the more success that we have hmm. instead of the other way around. It's interesting because obviously if you don't have results, you do for sure want to be coachable. But it's harder for you to be coachable the more success that you have, but you should be even more coachable, you know? Because if you're at, you know, if you're earning $100,000 a year, cool. Learn from someone who's earning a million dollars a year. And then once you're earning a million dollars a year, cool. Learn from someone who's earning a billion dollars a year. You know, you could always find people who can coach you for sure. Yeah. yeah. Brian, what would you tell your 20-year-old self 
if you had a chance to kind of go back in time and talk to him, what advice would you give him? Okay, so I'm 30 right now. 10 years ago. A lot has happened. A lot of change. Yeah. That was two years before I became an entrepreneur. And so my advice, I would say to pursue entrepreneurship sooner than later, mm. for sure. Because if I did that, I wouldn't have... So actually, this is, good. This is very interesting because I probably needed that one-year period of like depression and hopelessness to actually develop the person I became, you know? Um, Interesting. The very so, thing that yeah. we like dislike is, is what God can use to prepare you for the next yeah. season. Yeah, man. It's like, okay, no, my journey, everything happens for a reason. So now that I think about it, it probably won't be to seek entrepreneurship quicker because you know, it's, it's helped me become the person I am today. Right. So if I was to think it's not that I would say, believe much bigger, much faster. Boom. That's it for sure. Um, <laughs> early on. Yeah. Early on, like I put limits on how big I can think yeah, and where I could go. And, uh, I, I believe that held me back a little bit for sure. And, um, over, like recently, last few years, I have this philosophy is like, okay, every day think much bigger, much faster. You know, if, if anything I pursued was possible and was absolutely going to happen, what would I go after? So that's kind of how I pursue my goals right now is I really don't put limits on what I'm pursuing. Yeah. Um, and that's helped me so much. I mean, it inspired me to come out with the podcast, you know, that's amazing. Is there anything, we you know, just wrapping up, is there anything else you would want the audience to know? Uh, maybe something you, you're really passionate about that you just want to share. All right. I, under, I understand you guys listening. You guys want to become unstoppable in whatever you're pursuing. You guys might be in business or, or whatever it is. I think the biggest thing I can share is just, number one, realize that once you get your mindset in check, and you're in complete control of whatever you're pursuing, like anything is possible. I just really want to leave with that. Um, and I think we didn't really talk about this subject that much, but another topic is like, once you have your mindset in check, lead with love with everything that you do. That sounds like so cliche, uh, but it is the truth. You know, do you like want to whatever. elaborate on it? Well, okay. Let's say you're in business and you want to sell someone a product. Okay. If you're just trying to make a buck, that person is going to sense that from you. But if you're leading with love is like, Hey man, like, you know, what's going on in your life right now? You know, yeah. you know, what, what's inspired you to want to get in touch with me? Like, you know, where, where, where do you want to go next? Like, what are your goals for next year? You know what? This might, this seems like a perfect fit for you, you know, and you're, and you're really like, helping people. I think with love, you're really helping people and you start with yourself. You know, if you start with love, you're helping yourself. Um, and you're just, you don't really treat life that serious. And I think that's a big part is like, yeah, well, we should take life serious because it is serious, but we shouldn't take it that serious. We should try to enjoy life as much as possible. And if you're leading with love life, it's just more enjoyable. Yeah. Know? Um, yeah. So yeah. It's great words of advice be authentic and like caring for people. 
Yeah. Is you know we're we're emotional beings and we can sense it. A lot of people can can see right through uh, fakeness. For sure, man. So Ryan, where can people get in touch with you if they if they dig what you're what you're saying, dig your personality? How can they learn more about you? I would say uh, the first place you can start, you could check out my podcast, the Home Based Business Podcast. Uh, you can find it. You could go, go to my website, ryanallenbell.com forward slash podcast, and you can take a look there. And you can just find find me on the website. You could get in touch with me me there. You could. Uh, add me on Instagram or get involved in my Facebook community. But yeah, just go to my website for sure. Yeah. Make sure to go check out his Instagram, go on his website, join his podcast community too. He's got a Facebook community where you can learn more about it. And um, that will be amazing. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for your, uh, for just coming on the podcast and sharing some of your wisdom and, and all your life lessons. I really appreciate it. Chiago, you're the man. Thank you for having me on, man. All right, guys. If you gained any value from this episode, I ask that you would take a screenshot and tag me at Chiago Luzvargi and tag Ryan at Ryan Allen Bell and share it on your Instagram story so that more people can learn how to develop an unstoppable mindset and influence the lives of those around them in a good way. Until the next episode, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Hey, thank you again for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review on whatever platform you're using. Maybe that's Apple or Google Podcasts. It would mean a lot. Also, if you know anyone who has an unstoppable story, is inspirational and is having success in their area of expertise, then please send them my way so that I can share their story with others and encourage more people to live the life that they were designed to live. And I'll see you on the next episode.